0: How do you prepare financially when you separate from the military? Lacey Langford answers that question and more coming right up. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down to earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. You all bienvenida. Thanks for joining me today. This is your host, Jen Hemphill, and I am excited to share with you another fabulous guest and a friend of mine. In this episode, you're going to learn three phases to consider in best preparing separating from the military. You're going to learn the military benefits that will disappear and leave you with less money in your pocket when you separate, as well as the top three mistakes being made when separating from the military, plus the mistakes that she has made personally. Let me share with you a little bit about Lacey Langford. She is also known as the military money expert, is the founder of LaceyLangford.com, a personal finance blog specializing in the unique world of the U.S. military. She is a U.S. Air Force veteran, financials coach, speaker, and writer who changes people's lives from being fearful of money to having control and confidence with it. Lacey is an accredited financial counselor like myself with over 10 years of experience in financial counseling and coaching. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer a Lacey. Let's go meet Lacey. Bienvenida, Lacey, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here too. Yes, it's it's about time for those of you listening. I've known Lacey for what is it? Maybe has it been two years or so? I feel like I've known you longer because we've gotten to hang out uh, and get to know each other quite a bit. So, has it been two years, or has I think it been? it's been over two years? Okay. okay, sure. We might have to like look back at
1: conference dates to confirm
0: that. <laughs> yes, I think we should but I wanted to have her on the podcast because she's a veteran. She's also a military spouse, and she's really an expert in military money matters. So that's what, what we're going to focus on today. But before we do that, Lacey, we want to know about your money story. How did you grow up around money? What did you see? What did you hear?
1: Um, I was very blessed and fortunate to be in the family that I saw my dad paying our bills or his bills at the time. You know that was like a monthly thing where he would sit at the dining room table and take care of business. Um, we talked about money and that that you need to spend less than you make. That you you know need to focus on what you can afford. You know don't spend more than you have. And and that you know you work hard for what you have, the money that you have. So you want to take care of it and be careful with it, be responsible with it. So I really did grow up in a good financial environment, I think that that carried over into the way I am now with money. But I also was grew up in a military family. So there was a lot of, you know, structure, discipline. And then, you know, I went into the military. So I feel like that also played a role in um, being in in a good financial environment.
0: Awesome. So you went into the military, but you're no longer in the military, you're a military spouse. So you separated from the military somewhere along the line. So tell us about that.
1: Yes. So I did four years in the Air Force as an information manager and I unfortunately let my separation sneak up on me. I was four years. You would think in the military would just drag by, but it didn't. It flew by. And I didn't give enough time and consideration into getting out of the military. I was on the fence. I could not decide whether to stay in or get out. And I cut that very close. I think maybe I didn't even really start thinking about it hard until maybe two months out, maybe a month out. It was very close. But I was young. I didn't have children. So I did have some flexibility and that it was just me that was going to be out in the cold. So, but then I ultimately decided that I did want to get out. I was already going to school on active duty to get my undergraduate degree. So, I just decided I'm going to focus on school. And so I didn't do a lot of preparation, which I wish I would have because I maybe the job situation would have been a little bit different, but I had to I was fortunate that I had the Montgomery GI Bill. To help me with school, but that didn't cover everything. So I was definitely working pretty close to full time while I went to school. I was waiting tables at Chili's Chili's. um, (laughs) Yes, to to help me pay for my expenses. But it's definitely something that I, in hindsight and looking back, I wish I would have given a little bit more time and consideration into making that decision to stay in or get out and then also planning for what I was going to do when I got out because it became very rough and it worked out ultimately, but it made the situation more stressful.
0: Okay, interesting. I didn't know that because in my mind, because you're married and your husband's military, I'm thinking she's separated sometime during the marriage just because being dual militaries is very challenging. So that is interesting. So what would you think? So you mentioned you wish you had did a more, little more planning and in terms of separating from the military, Uh, those type of things. So what are, from your expertise, because you are the military money expert, you're also an accredited financial counselor like myself. What are some things that those listening that are currently in the military or married to someone in the military that are thinking about separating, what are some of the things that they need to consider financially?
1: Well, yes, in the preparation cuz it's really broken up into kind of like pre-preparation, preparation to get out, and then after you get out. And the pre-preparation is you really have to start thinking about kind of what you want to be, especially if you're the service member, what do you want to do when you get out? Because if that's maybe the same thing you're doing while you're on active duty or reserve, that may not be something that you're qualified to do in the civilian world. So a lot of times in the military, you can perform a job that in the civilian sector, you would need a different um, accreditation or a degree or a license to perform that job. And preparing in advance will be helpful, so you can roll right into doing that job instead of waiting till you get out and then having to go to school for a certain license or a degree or a certificate or whatever it may be. So I think really focusing on what you want to do and the employment aspect of getting out of the military is crucial. That's really big, but you—I would say that is actually the biggest part. Mm-hmm, but you also want to, yeah. But you also want to save more. There's going to be a major transition. It's a, a transition. On all aspects of your life getting out of the military. It's emotional. It's your um, employment. It's your family life. Everything is going to change when you get it in one way or another out of the military. And so to help buffer for that transition, you need to have a larger emergency fund or fallback position or excess cash, whatever you want to call that, you need a surplus of money in order to buffer that transition. So I would say start upping your savings at least six months out, if not a year to the transition. So you have that money to pay for things that you're not expecting because you don't know what you don't know when you're getting out. Things are going to change with the money. We can get to that in a second, but you just definitely need to have some extra to be prepared.
0: Love it. So that's pre-preparation. Yes. You said there were three. Pre-preparation. <laughs> try to say that six times fast. That's that's not happening. And then, the you know, basically the separation and then the pose. So in the separation, it's technically what it is. Yes. You, you separate and then post-separation, uh, unless there's something you want to add to the no, separation well, piece.
1: In the separation piece, um, I think it's really crucial to do a a guesstimate or a rough draft of a budget for your post-separation. So you'll have a clear understanding of what your expenses are going to be once you get out, because they are definitely going to be different things, like, especially if you're separating, not retiring from the military. When you retire from the military after 20 years, you're going to receive medical benefits. You're going to receive retirement pay. But if you're separating, you are not going to receive health benefits. And that is a huge... Uh, expense that service members do not pay while they're on active duty. So when they get out, that's a little bit of a shock to the system. (laughs) Their whole life is to go from not paying anything for medical to then paying $500 to $1,200 a month for their medical benefits. So that definitely has to be in your budget. And then also dental expenses. Currently, if you're on active duty, you're going to pay dental expenses, but they're going to be even more in retirement, if you do that through the military, or if you separate um, and you go through a civilian company or a private one, you're gonna have to pay for your dental. So that's gonna be more expensive. You're not gonna be receiving your BAH, which is your basic allowance for housing, or the service member is not gonna receive their BAS, which is the basic allowance for subsistence. And both of those on active duty are non-taxable income. So now that's another factor, is your taxes are gonna be more for things like that pay, you know, that's different. It might be your, um, you do get a, maybe a little bit more money in your civilian job for your salary or your hourly rate, but you are paying taxes on all of that. Another factor when it comes to taxes is for service members that are used to frequent deployments mm. to a hazardous duty or hostile fire area, that income that they earn for that year, nine months, or whatever the time frame is, it's not taxed federally. Mm -hmm. And so they are getting more money, you know, throughout the each month and through the year. They're also oftentimes getting more money back in a tax return. So that is a huge change also for service members getting out. So creating a realistic budget of what your finances will look like when you get out is really important. It's not going to be perfect because you're you're going to have to work out some kinks and learn the different expenses that you have. But it's really important to grasp all those expenses because. That will also help you in your negotiation. And when you're looking for employment and the type of salary you have to get in order to kind of maintain your standard of living.
0: Absolutely. And like you said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. And that's going to be different for everyone, right? Once you, once you get out. And yeah. one, so pre-preparation, separation, and then now post-preparation. I'm having a hard time with that word. <laughs> uh,
1: what, I probably should have come up with different names, Jen. But
0: it's what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are... Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Some things to consider in the post. The post, the biggest one is adjust your budgets.
1: You know, you need to kind of be on top of that once you get out. You need to be looking closely at your money. And the second part is to be conservative with your money for the first three to six months. And I would lean towards six months, is that you need to be very frugal with your money to make sure you, you know, when those unexpected expenses come up, that you'll be able to afford them. Because if you've been doing all the right things and saving your money and getting ahead, you just don't want the transition to hurt you financially. So it's really important to, if you've done all those things in preparing, you want to be able to maintain that during that transition. So, but again, back to the budget, it was really those two things. The budget is you need to make adjustments and fine tune that over the first year of your separation for the military and have a clear understanding of how your finances are going to be moving forward. And it can help you um, with many things, but definitely your salary negotiation and you having perspective on how your salary is going to affect your finances, good or bad, compared to the way it used to be. So I think it's really important to be conservative with your spending and to stay on top of your budget right after you get out. Perfect.
0: Now we you mentioned some of these briefly in terms of benefits. So and in terms of separating, what are some things to consider that you're not going to have? I know you had mentioned the BAH. You talked about healthcare. You talked about the, some of the income not being taxed uh, when you're deployed or, and those type of things. So what are some other benefits that uh, while on active duty that you get that are going to impact and disappear once you separate? That, because I know we, we had mentioned just so we can recap and add any others that maybe we missed.
1: Yes. And I think some of these you know, vary from the different branches of service. But yes, definitely your taxes. That's one that often people miss. One that's really common also is not factoring in that you're going to lose your BH and your BAS. And the healthcare. I think people do know that, hey, I'm going to have to pay for healthcare when I get out. But what they don't know is how expensive it is. So that is something they should definitely research and wrap their mind around before they get out. Other things that are littler that add up that they don't think about. So when you're in the service, you have the benefit of using the commissary or the Mm -hmm. PX where you're getting, you know, discounts on food or clothing or items that you need. There's also military discounts. If you're no longer an ID card holder, sometimes, you know, if you get a discount on food when you got to restaurants, like Dairy Queen gives one, Party City gives one. Those things add up. And Do you, you
0: frequent those two quite a bit since you know, know those offhand?
1: <laughs> Sorry. No, my I digress. <laughs> kids,
0: no, my
1: kids love Dairy Queen Blizzards. Yes. But we don't have one around us now. But um, but no, I don't go to party city a lot either. That's funny. I mentioned those too, <laughs> but no, I don't go there. But those little things add up like the 10, 15, 20% that you get off on of those items that you're buying really do help your budget when you're in the service. And when you get out, you're not going to have those things. Also things like you receive sometimes like, I know I've been on military installations and they give out free Christmas trees every year, or they give out free toy bags for children. They give backpacks for going back to school, those type of things. Also, on most installations, you can get your taxes done for free. So you'll miss out on those little things that may not seem big at the moment. But when you're talking about your taxes going up, you're losing your BAH, now you have health care to pay. Now you're not getting that 10% off at Dairy Queen or you're (laughs) not getting help with your taxes. It really does add up.
0: Or wills, uh, getting your wills uh, written up. So awesome. So the lead, so we talked about separation in terms of the service member. How about the family? Cause they're transitioning too. what are some things that you would say need to, we need to consider as they are transitioning?
1: Yes, it's definitely a family affair when it comes to getting out of the military and for everyone, it is a serious transition that people don't take as serious as they should. It's not something to be scared of, but it's definitely not something to go in unprepared. And so for um, the military spouse, they're, again, used to all of those things, the places that they get discounts. But there's also the community. Military community is really important in all the services. And so there's events, there's uh, family readiness groups or spouses groups that they can be involved in and get information. And help with things when they're moving or getting adjusted to a new installation. So I think that camaraderie among spouses is something that can be missed when you get out. And the same thing that goes for children. The military children, they can relate to each other because they're going through the same things like, hey, I just moved. Military children tend to be more outgoing and you know, friendly, like, because they're in that same situation. It's different when you go into a non-military community, it might not be quite the same way. And then there's the look and feel of things. Most installations, you know, it's kind of like, okay, even if you go from, you know, an army base to a Air Force base, you know, still you understand it's kind of that same community. So I think the community aspect is a big loss, you know, or change for military families. But when it comes to money, there's one thing too, with the kids, a lot of times um, on installations, you get discounts to do sports or activities, that is another, I think, financial, you know, hurdle when you get out because you'll be paying more for those things.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. And common mistakes. As uh, people separate from the military, what are some common mistakes that you have seen people make? They don't prepare.
1: The second would be that they don't take advantage of all the resources they're given when they're getting out. So they get you know, transition assistance with, um, you know, building a resume or employment, helping them build their LinkedIn account. You know, I, I also, too, some installations have stuff for military spouses. So, not taking advantage of those benefits of, of helping them through the transition, I think, is a major mistake. And continuing to spend money like they did on active duty is a major mistake. A lot of times, I would say more times than not, service members take a pay cut when they get out. And if they continue to spend money and not look at their budget, that's going to be a problem. So I think those are three that are on top of my head. Those are awesome.
0: Yes, that makes complete sense. Oh, this has been fantastic, Lacey. You definitely have given a lot of golden nuggets there and you definitely know your stuff. So I appreciate you sharing that because I know the reason why I wanted to focus on separation was some of the comments that I have gotten in my community that are from people that are currently serving. And, uh, some of the common threads are they're separating, they're thinking of separating or they're about to separate in several months. And so they're starting to think about their finances. So I've, I i could not think of a better person to bring on than you, uh, to share with us, uh, that wisdom, uh, because I think it's essential. Uh, like you said, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, especially if you're young, like you did, right? You separated when you were young. And uh, when we were young, we only know so much just from the experience that we've had to that point. So I definitely appreciate you being here, Lacey. This has been fantastic.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I thought this was a really great conversation. So I'm glad
0: that I could uh, be a part of it. Yes, it definitely was. Isn't Lacey so much fun? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with Lacey. You can learn more about her at LaceyLangford.com. I do want to talk about this chat with Lacey further, but before we do that, let's go into La Mencion Semanal or the weekly shout out. And this week, I want to especially recognize you listening who are veterans with Veterans Day around the corner. I want to remind you that you matter. I want to thank you for your service, whether you are currently serving or you have served, you are amongst the 1% that chooses to serve. And serving in this job is like no other. I've seen it. I have served it as a military spouse. You are serving our country in so many capacities, protecting our freedom, taking care of our military family, because you know, if something goes wrong within the family dynamics of our military members, you are there to take care of it. It's different from a nine to five job. And then as well as somewhere in between there, you're trying to take care of your family and yourself. So I appreciate you. Thank you. And I hope that you enjoy your Veterans Day like you should be doing. Now, in terms of today's chat with Lacey, who is also a veteran, so definitely thank you, Lacey, for your service. And when I think to this chat with Lacey uh, today, I think prepare, prepare, prepare. Take time to think things through get clarity on what you want with your life. Don't just let life happen, but rather make life happen. In order to do that, you have to make your own terms and from there, bring those to life. Also follow what Lacey outlined in preparing for separation, which included the pre-separation, the separation, and then the post-separation phases. So if you or your spouse are thinking about separating from the military, I definitely encourage you to connect with Lacey over at lacylangford.com. She is also the co host of the podcast, The Military Money Movement Podcast. Another resource to help you in preparing for separation from the military is My Daily Money Ritual. Now, it is not military specific, but rather it allows you to be aware of what areas of your money headquarters need attention. And I have a free copy waiting for you at jenhemphill.com forward slash ritual. Next week, we will be talking to Jessie Furon where she shares her fantastic story of going from one extreme to another where she was a spender to becoming extra frugal out of necessity. That is a wrap for today. I wanna thank Lacey for joining us, for sharing her story and those fantastic tips. You can check out our show notes over at jenhemphill.com slash 159. And don't forget, if you love this episode, if you love this podcast, if this podcast episode or just the podcast in general has made a difference for you, I would greatly appreciate it if you share this with a friend, co-worker, stranger, family member, because you just never know the impact that this content in this podcast can bring to them. So I appreciate you, appreciate you listening. Y nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. I'll talk to you again next Thursday. Ciao.